big ones I want to bring up is um, Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Does anyone actually know what Death Stranding is about? Nope. No. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> start off the podcast with that, with saying, "Does anybody know?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Death Stranding is about. Welcome back to To Be Discussed, the Salty Studios podcast every Monday. I'm Chris, here with Addison. G'day, g'day, g'day. And our special guest, Tim, from the development team. Hi, Tim. Hey, how you going? Um, Good, we're still trying to figure out what Death Stranding is. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's doing my head in. Seriously, does anyone... Have you seen the trailer? No. Go watch the trailer. How many trailers have you seen of this? I know Guillermo de Toro put himself in there. It's, um... But I think it's a. It looks like I saw a name for it. Um, it was Norman Reedus's, uh, or Norman Reedus and like the mobile fetus or some something like that. It was so so stupid, <laughs> and it was so good. Um, my favorite was like, in one picture, explain the Death Stranding trailer, and it's the one where the baby is doing a thumbs up in its th- in its throat, <laughs> like the fetus is in his throat going. <laughs> like, like, uh, Excuse me. <laughs> what is going on? Um, yeah, as usual, to be discussed is brought to you by Salty Studios and our partners over at Performance PC Builds. Today we're going to be discussing the Game Awards and then we'll talk a little bit of dev stuff and then we'll here yeah, roll on the train from there. So, I've got a big list here. What do you want to start with? Well, the Game Awards, obviously. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, big one, let's go out of the gate. Breath of the Wild takes Breath of the game, Wild takes, takes it. Yeah, yeah. Game of the year. See, I, I didn't. Uh, I think that list was, uh, it, it was interesting to say the least. It was a very interesting list to see what had gone up for it. Um, Breath of the Wild definitely going up there. Uh, Mario Odyssey. Then there was PUBG, which I was. That was the one PUBG which I was should like, not have been because it's unfinished. It is a good game. It's a great game. It's a great it game. Should not have been. Yeah, but it's not being considered. And it, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that, yeah, because... I, I think they needed to have something else, but I didn't... Yeah, yeah, because it's another AAA title that... Um, it, I, I guess they just needed a filler, you know? Well, like, you, you open, put it, Just another open world you compare, it, right, you compare it to the other three ones, right? The three ones that could have taken it by far were Persona 5, Breath of the Wild, and Mario Odyssey. Absolutely. All three, numerous game of the years, numerous tens all around the board. I remember the first review I read of Persona 5 came in the month before the game did. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I was like, oh my goodness. Persona 4, one game of the year when that came out. Yep. Um, so, no surprise. But I honestly think, yeah, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds should not have been there. Oh, definitely. Pub, um, PUBG. Great did. game. Yeah. If it was complete, yes. But yeah. I don't believe Elliot we should be in giving yeah, early yeah. access games options for that. And Horizon Zero Dawn, once again, I think, scraping out the bottom of the barrel. To me, nothing about that game really stood out. Gameplay-wise, I thought the characters and the story were great, but like it was just an open-world game. Yeah. That game could have... Just another action open That game, game could have just been a linear experience, and I probably what do you, the same What are your thoughts on the list that was there, Tim? Well, PUBG, for me, agreed, didn't deserve to be on there, and I think the only redeeming factor that... that even qualified it for a position in the top five was the fact that it became such a cult hit and such, so, a, yeah, such a social impact. Yeah, um, it, it was. I think Cuphead s- should have been there instead of PUBG. Yeah, Cuphead. definitely Cuphead. Especially Cuphead taking out indie game of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cuphead would have definitely been a much better choice than PUBG, but it's PUBG has since taken over that that role that Daisy's always had as that cult battle royale. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yes. Don't yes. say that to R. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> Days. R. Diddy, our boy. Um, oh. Yeah, no. Just 
great game. Good announcements from it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, best game direction, Breath of the Wild took out as well over Odyssey. Resident Evil 7, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Once again, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn didn't really do anything spectacular for me. Resident Evil 7 didn't do anything for me. I honestly think it would have been between Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and New Colossus, but New Colossus was too similar to uh, New Order. Yeah, so it's... So I was like... Yeah. Well, so, what what entails game direction? Is that like... Well, it's, it's a very funny one, actually. Yeah, well, really what, is come, it, what does that mean? It really comes down to actual personal preference. Yeah. To, to, an, to an extent, yes. Um, one of the, the criteria that they also market on is um, obviously not just the direction that the game's going to continue to go in, but where it even... like it, They look at where it even started from. Yeah. So um, Horizon Zero Dawn did it really quite well and definitely deserved a place on this on this list, even, even potentially taking out the winner, because it's been... We haven't seen a really good post-apocalyptic game since, in, in my opinion, since The Last of Us. And that was, yeah, yeah almost stereotypical zombie yep. apocalypse game. This and one... This took, is robot dinosaurs. Robot dinosaurs. <laughs> Which is sick. I mean, you, you say it out loud, and people will tend to think, oh, okay, what robot, what, robot what, dinosaurs. What, is what are you talking about? Yeah, what is Why this crazy? What is this crazy? But when they brought the... When they brought the um, the art direction in line with with what The Last of Us did, with your destroyed buildings, those destroyed city gates that are currently being reclaimed, and then juxtaposed it with those mechanical dinosaurs, it was yeah. such a mind blowing and yeah. awesome. You had a, you had a live a live landscape with with creatures that were like looked like they came straight yeah. out. Of so like my issue with the game never was its story. So it was just like I felt like. It shouldn't have been an open world game. That's yeah. that's just me. I felt like it, it kind of gave you an open world and didn't really utilize it. No, I, I think I think <clears> that was just, um, that's just me. Though. That's I think just it, my it's opinion. a cool. Uh, I, I think it, it should have definitely stayed within the open world thing. Uh, I know that we the market's kind of been flooded with a lot of open world things. Obviously, Legend of Zelda: The Phantom Pain being such a big <laughs> such a big hit. <laughs> but um, oh, you but, so, what you did there. So um. Uh, so Legend of Zelda uh, was... Uh, I think I understand the game direction now. So Legend of Zelda kind of was up there because it it was the first open world one of Leg- of Zelda, wasn't it? It was like the big... It took the game in a completely new yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was do whatever you want. They were already testing it with uh, Link Between Worlds, the yeah. ability to kind of take over whatever dungeon with other items you want. Um, the, but yeah. this, is, this was kind of like, all right, yeah. cool, let's just go... All and, in on this idea. Let's just go crazy. And, Resident, and for game direction, like I said, I think I understand now. Uh, Resident Evil Seven being first person, and kind of built for VR yes. as well. So I can see why that's up there. I I can't think of anything of why New Colossus is it New Colossus? No, 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 Wolfenstein Two. Yeah, I can't see why that. Great game. Deserved taking out action game of the year. Yeah, Don't get yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, best narrative: Hellblade, Horizon, Near Automata. Wolfenstein 2 but the winner was What Remains of Edith Finch I have not played What Remains of Edith Finch so I can't really mention anything have you guys no I, I haven't either um, I've played a little a little bit of Near Automata and I'm I'm loving it at the moment um, yeah it's I really like the the art style as well as the narrative for what I've done of it yeah um, I'm just I'm really enjoying it um, it's an incredibly engrossing story and if, if Neo Automata was bested by uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, it actually it better be good. It really excites yeah. me to, to get around to playing that one yeah. as well. well I'm I would be down for Wolfenstein too because the story for Wolfenstein 
New Order was fantastic. So I can only imagine New Colossus being, if it's at that caliber, being just as good. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I haven't played New Automata yet, but the on a side note, the the best experience I've had with the game as someone who hasn't played it was on YouTube. There was like a one minute because I think China doesn't recognize uh, global copyright law. So um, there was this advertisement of this uh, strategy game and it was literally just the chick from near Automata walking up and down a ladder with her skirt flowing in the wind and the camera was like focused underneath her. And that was just the advertisement. And then at the end, it was like, bam, strategy game, get it in you. That, that's my best experience that, yeah, with that game. I've seen that. I know this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, best art direction? Oh, right. Cuphead deserve, Cuphead deserves it. Cuphead deserves it. Absolutely. Destiny 2 should not be on that list. No. Not. Destiny 2's yeah. art direction, right? I believe if you're going to have a good art direction, it should be fitting, it should be of the time, it should be of the villain. Most of those assets were found to be direct replications if you look at the files between the two when they were of, yeah. apparently. They're just the same. They literally were like, hey, we grabbed this enemy, give it a new paint of coat, coat of paint, paint of coat, coat of paint, and be like, hey, enemy. But I guess the, the counter argument to that is you've got the same enemies between the games. Why yeah. would their biology change over such a short period of yeah. time? Yeah. So why? Yeah, but what most of the games have done is just introducing the enemy. Like, well, that's the fact there's no new enemy it was meant, No, but surely wasn't Destiny 1 meant to be an ongoing series anyway? It like, was. Or, 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 sorry, not a series, but just an ongoing project. It was going to be Destiny, and then it was just going to be it, DLC it seemed, constantly. Yeah, it seemed like that, but like, I think Destiny 1 not doing... One thing that it got booed when it was announced. It got booed. Yeah. Well, one thing that stuck out to me with Destiny Two was the the uh, one of the trailers had Nathan Fillion in it. Is it Nathan Fillion? Yes. Yeah. So, and we can all agree that Nathan Fillion is absolutely fantastic. He's a great gentleman, uh, and he's great with everything he touches. But he touches too many things. <laughs> so I'm sick to death of having like Nathan Fillion be used as a as a as a an advertisement point. And so seeing him in in the trailer, I was like, oh. You're still in love with Bungie. Can you just stop? <laughs> um, Horizon Zero Dawn. As we talked, I can totally see that. Persona 5 is just... It's phenomenal. It looks it's, beautiful. It's, it's, Absolutely it's beautiful gorgeous. Game. And Breath of the Wild is a stunning Even I, I think Breath of the Wild but doesn't I, I, need any sort of experience. I think, Breath of the Wild yeah. Persona, I think Persona 5 or Breath of the Wild would have taken it if Cuphead wasn't on that yeah. list. Yeah. Cuphead. Well, Cuphead was gorgeous. I actually... I, my phone just broke recently. <clears throat> I had to go into Telstra to go get a replacement. And they said, can you wait like 10, 20 minutes until we get someone over to you? So I just uh, got the Samsung, one of these Samsung tablets and I just opened up uh, the, the Windows store and then I just watched the video of Cuphead while I was waiting. I just watched that minute and a half video for like 10 times until uh, someone come and served me. Yeah, so next game... Because it looks so good. Uh, best score. Now, I don't know about the game that won it, but I still think, I honestly think Cuphead should have taken it. But it was Cup it's between Cuphead, Destiny 2, Neo Automata, who won it, Persona 5, and then Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Neo Automata's soundtrack is... You're playing at the moment, so you, you know. I, yes. I am loving it. See, I have heard that. I do not doubt that, but... I would. I think it may have been a really tight race between Automata Cuphead and Persona Five. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because whilst I'm a huge Breath of the Zelda fan, I have the t- I have a tattoo of the yeah. Triforce on me and all that. Ooh, and I, I, and I, I, a big collection. I. It is realistically mainly just remixes of original songs. Yeah. Some new ones and the new ones are great, but like it is. 
it's not probably a lot of one, one of the common complaints actually was it's not as musically styled as some of the other games and yeah. I can kind of see that I, I do after kind of coming back to it with the new DLC that just came out a couple of days ago I do find the soundtrack to be memorable so when when something happens or like when I'm in a particular area like I'm like oh god there's that sound again that's that there's that beautiful melody that I really enjoy um but still though I think that's all they are is they're just just melodies while I have heard and I haven't haven't played near Automata but I have heard that near Automata's soundtrack is just absolutely gorgeous it's something for the ages well the game like like the guy gave a speech saying that um <clears throat> the game the previous game was and all the other near games have always been commended for their sound so yeah. it's no surprise to me that the we'll, sound for Automata we'll, is we'll stay quickly on the on the soundtrack before we jump to the next one but before we jump to the next topic or the next um, category, uh, what is everybody's favourite soundtrack from a game? Oh, that's a tough Tim, one. Tim, please that's... tell us. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you want in the game. Tell See, us what you love in the game. I must say, there is one that I'll always go back to. And there's actually two. There's two that I'll always go back to. I'm pretty sure they're by the same guy. I'm just going to confirm it. So while, while you check that, for me, it's um, Halo 3. The oh, ne- never forget at yeah. the at the end. To me, like that's just it's so orchestral. It's, 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 it's so it's powerful. It's, it's a perfect piece. Yeah, and and, and that with combined with one final yeah. effort at the end, yeah, was just I, phenomenal. I loved I loved Halo Three, uh, but again, in the same same way that uh, we talked about Zelda, is I found that a lot of the songs were just kind of remastered versions of, of the earlier ones uh, from the earlier games but I loved um, and I was thinking about we talked about this the other day about what really great games we loved and their soundtracks and I did say Doom and I was going to say Doom for this I'm but saying I've got to say I know you are because you think you, that's what you're looking up no no uh, it's the... a three way timeline it's between Guild Wars 2 and Skyrim soundtrack which are both done by Jeremy Saul that's beautiful and he's a font or the Killer Instinct slash Doom soundtrack, which is done by my all-time favourite composer, yeah. Mick Gordon. Doom, Mick Act- Gordon doing that Doom, that janty... Actually, my, my favourite composer who um, works on games is actually Christopher Tin. Yeah? Uh, he did the... He's done the soundtrack for most, if not all... More or less. All of the um, Civilization games. Oh, and the, yeah, yeah. E- even the trailers as well. And the one that sticks with me... Uh, was the dream of flight? Yeah, and it was. They're very powerful soundtracks for Civilization. It was. It was absolutely awesome. I loved it, and even even now when he did uh, Baba Yetu as well for Civ Five, that was just. They were great. Like they were so so well done, and if you actually get a chance to watch, um, they they perform them in London live with several different orchestras and choirs all at once it's they're just phenomenal pieces cool. to watch yeah, yeah that'd be fantastic well my favorite like i said before i was gonna say doom but i've got it and but it's very similar to what tim said but i love that it went in a completely different direction was the soundtrack for halo 4 by i believe it's neil davidge i think his name is that was beautiful i think it was into galaxy was a, a track that was just amazing i went and bought that soundtrack a hard copy and I loved it so much. I literally listened to that to every game. There was a track on that album that went with every game or for a, a moment out of every game I played since I've owned it. 
I can just listen to that constantly because it's so epic and I love my heavy metal. I love my big I have doom, wall of sound. I, have, I mean, I have the Doom soundtrack on my phone. And the yeah, Doom's same. Doom, I, just love I love that wall of sound, that powerful wall of sound, the rhythm, and Neil Davidge uh, perfectly uh, encapsulates that with with this soundtrack. I think it's fantastic. It's like it's like if I want to listen to heavy metal, but I'm like, oh, I, don't, I just don't want to hear the guitars. I'll just listen to that because it's heavy. You know, it's really heavy, but it's orchestral and it's like. Got a little bit of mix of tech of um, some like tech stuff in there as well, which is really cool. Right, anyway, yeah, to the next one. Best performance: uh, Ashley Birch for Horizon Zero Dawn, Brian Bloom, Wolfenstein Two, Claudia Black, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Laura Bailey, Uncharted Lost Legacy, and the winner, Melina Jurgens, I believe I say said for Hellblade. Here's the thing, though. Have you seen her acceptance speech? Yes. <laughs> she she's actually the video editor for uh, Ninja Theory, and has actually not done acting or motion capture ever before. See, what I'm, a role! Yeah. <laughs> what, what a way come, to come out of the gates! I'm yeah. going to say this right now. Bet you feel pretty silly, Game Awards. Melina, Melina did a, a fantastic job, but I'm going to be salty that Claudia Black didn't win it. Yeah. For two reasons: Fastgate, Stargate. Yeah, <laughs> I I loved her in both of those series. Farscape, I haven't heard about Farscape. I know, so I know. <laughs> oh my god, can we just do another podcast simply about Farscape? Can um, we? I've just I've, al- I've always been a, a fan of Claudia Black, um, oh, especially yeah. in, a, in a TV series, and she's such a strong presence as well. She has such Speaking a strong, of strong presence. Speaking of strong presence, we'll just go to keep on with time. Uh, games for Impact. Bury me, my love. Hellblade, before the storm, night in the woods. Please knock on my door. What remains of Edith Finch? Hellblade won that. Uh, before the storm is actually life is strange. Before the storm, because of the way the text is coming up. I I have not played any of those besides Hellblade. I don't want to see Life is Strange win any awards ever again. I don't accept that game as a video game. I don't like it. I I had a chance to have hands on of Life is Strange at. PAX West earlier this year and I'm the complete opposite yeah I for me for me, Telltale games that aren't made by Telltale games (laughs) well but that's the thing you say you say that but the funny thing is like we can have games as cinematic experiences as well which is what whether we like it or not that's what the Telltale games are and that's what Life is Strange and Square Enix and Deck Nine are presenting here I've never played it so I can't I'm not saying anything see I, I didn't mind the gameplay that's the thing is like but it, it was still mediocre it wasn't something that really like affected me what did push me deep down the rabbit hole of hatred towards it was the characters the characters were something that I had to mute the game just so I could go alright I need to finish this game because it's a game that's going to sit on my unfinished list I've got to do it do it and I'm like whew I'm happy I muted that like because it oh, I turn it up back up again and I go oh, hey this this cutscene looks pretty interesting and then no it wasn't don't turn it back down I think, I think <laughs> one of the things that w- why people have mixed feelings about it is because we don't see characters like Chloe often or if, if at all in it. and I think it's a welcome change um, I think it's one of those things like the common argument I hear is like I play video games to get away from this crap I don't want to play a game that's based around that, that I can play as this outsider. This, this yeah, player, so this I, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, not having played it, I don't have any opinions on it. But like seeing what I see in my daily 
game dev research of what the industry is doing yeah. and what people want. So. Well, if they make a new one, you know, I really hope they uh, they put some 2007 emo music into it. You know, that and that would really beef it up. I'm uh, sorry, Tim. <laughs> best <laughs> best ongoing game. Oh yes, two, this was a very weird there's category. Two, there's two games that should not be on this. List. Oh, all right. The games nominated are Destiny 2, Grand Theft Auto Online, Overwatch, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Rainbow Six Siege, and Warframe. Great. The two Death that should the two that should, should not won. the two that should not be on there are Destiny 2 and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds because they have not been out long enough to qualify to have as a constant, ongoing. Yeah, to have an ongoing. Destiny 2 has yeah. been out less than three months, right? It's still what they call within the infancy of its launch, which is usually the six to nine month period. Yeah, people are going to be picking up over Christmas. It's not ongoing. It's, it's starting up. The only ongoing games are Grand Theft Auto, Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege, and Warframe. Any th- any four of those could have won, but the, I believe the just winner should have been Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, absolutely. No. No? No. Rainbow Six Siege. Because yeah. it's one of the few cases where we've seen a game that got absolutely pounded at launch with negative reviews because it was it glitchy, did too, it was buggy. It did too, didn't it? Um, yeah. There as were network played, issues. As someone who plays Six, Six Siege a lot, like plays ranked over 500 hours played, I would have loved to see it going, but as an ongoing game, which the category was like constant support, it had to have been the fact GTA 5, man, to, to new content every two weeks are free. But, like, but new yeah. content doesn't necessarily make it an ongoing game. Yes, we're seeing new content being added, but the ongoing support that's that what Ubisoft... Cate- that's what the category yeah. was. Well, no, but hang on, hang on. Ubisoft the, could have dropped it at any point because of the because of the bad reviews. Exactly that's why right. I said, like, any could have won. I don't but think Overwatch should have won. I, 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 no. It fested a, a die-hard group of fans that stuck to it, and they stuck to it, and they kept saying, I'm no, 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 don't, don't listen to the reviews, but play it yourself. One of the things that I've, I've noticed with, with Grand Theft Auto Online, um, they're still seeing lots, for, well, at least from what I've seen and what I've, what I've played and what I've read, there's still lots of um, issues with griefers. Yeah, where that was yeah. something that Ubisoft took a, took a hard stance with almost from the get-go was anyone that was, you know, using exploits or griefing, they tried to rectify them as soon as possible. And that, to me, is, is one of the key aspects of the ongoing support. I feel as if Overwatch anyone, because this was a 50-50 it's vote. It's Overwatch. This was 50 jury, 50 player vote. Overwatch would have won just by player vote. I think Rainbow Six Siege, Warframe, or Grand Theft Auto would have been more deserving, especially. Yeah. I think Warframe is Warframe because it's been out for a devs, very, very, I mean, very long time. If you go and read the story about what those devs did to get that game up and running, I have nothing but 100% respect for them. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, best independent game. Winner, Cuphead, 100%. Hellblade, Night in the Woods, Pyre, What Remains of Eden, Finch. The only other ones I've played on that list are Hellblade and Pyre. I'm a huge fan of Supergiant Games. Um, Bastion... And um, the other one whose name I've just remembered, but it just completely escaped. Just went me. over your head. Oh, Transistor. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, Cuphead. I, out of all those three that I've played, Cuphead is absolutely, the most. Absolutely. That is such a gorgeous We've game. We've talked about Cuphead enough. So, uh, best mobile game, uh, Monument Valley 2, successor to the already game of the year, Monument Valley for the time. The other ones on that list, Fire Emblem Heroes and Super Mario Run, and just need... Uh, pretty much just cash, why did, cash grabs. Why didn't Zelda Breath of the Wild win best mobile game? <laughs> true, true. Uh, best <laughs> no, no, it'll be Skyrim next year because it'll be on yeah. the microwave or yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's ready for the Nintendo? Be on your smart watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys ready for the Nintendo? <laughs> 
you guys ready for the Nintendo Award? Uh, Nintendo Award. Best the, family. The Nintendo Award. Best handheld game. Ever Oasis for 3DS. Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia for 3DS. Metroid Samus Returns for 3DS. Monster Hunter Stories for 3DS. And Fuji Yoshi's Woolly World for 3DS. Holy crap. Yep. Metroid Samus Returns won it. Absolutely. Um, Ever Oasis, eh, Pucci, nah. Monster Hunter Stories, as a huge Monster Hunter fan, yeah, but Samus Returns definitely was a better yeah, game. Well, yeah, like, I didn't I didn't actually get into Monster Hunter Stories because, uh, like, it was so different, and I felt like, oh, how am I going to jump into this? Like, I feel like Monster Hunter, the, is, I, having that in the name grabbed, was the it big gra- set. It grabbed me in the first 10 minutes with the opening cut, the second cutscene after you return to the village. Yeah. The dude's mum just... Dies, gets killed. By oh, that's right. Oh, no, we've okay, talked no, about like that. It was enough. a kid's game, and then all of a sudden, the, well, boom, the, the, he's dead. Game, the rival's mum dies, gets killed by a Naga Cougar. And I was like, What? What? This and it's like, is, These are all cute, chibi looking lads, like, bumming around. I was like, this And the story field. gets really dark. Like, he just. Um, best VR AR game Farpoint, Lone, Echo, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, Crew, and Super Hot VR. Uh, crew, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, super hot VR. I would have loved to have seen win, but yep. Resident Evil took it out. So I played, I played some super hot VR at ID at Xbox earlier I just on. Love super hot. Yeah, and super hot's pretty I fun. Mean, super hot itself is a fun game, but, it's but pretty v- linear. Yeah. Well, well, that that's the style of game. But in um in VR, I didn't feel like it was ready for VR. Like they. It may, have, it may have been an early copy that we, we got to well, yeah, I guess, have I, a crack of, but I it guess, wasn't, to me, anything special. Um, there were plenty of other... I guess the devs of Superhot were just like... Someone would just kind of walk past and was like, hey, that'd be sick in VR, and they're like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And they just did it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there was always an intention there with the rise. Yeah. Uh, best action game, Cuphead. I don't really view as an action game, so don't know why that's on there. Uh, what's Prey doing? Uh, there? Destiny Two. <laughs> yeah, what's Prey doing? What? I, it would have. Has me... anyone anyone heard about Prey? Do you know, anyone know what's going on with that guy? I never finished it because <laughs> I played it. Th- I tried playing through it three times, and I got the game erasing bug, the one that corrupted you yeah, so far three times. Yeah, I was like, yeah. return, never touching it. Did you see what Prey was going to be? Yeah, that, Prey Two. Yeah, it was meant to be like off chops like uh your crazy car- bounty hunter yeah like your character if he dies you get respawn as like this clone or something mm. he lives to the end of his life at the fi- at the end of the game he dies and then he respawns he just he's in an infinite loop yeah. oh anyway um, <laughs> dead neo or Wolfenstein was sick too. neo was ne- sick ne- they both would have been happy for me to take it a little bit i've done of wolfenstein too what's it's- destiny 2 to have been in there who's shilling for that i don't know man <laughs> It's not that we hate it. Like, it's a good game. It's been made well. It's fun. Yeah, I just it is, don't it is fun, think but it's... that... I really think they're just cutting corners. Like, the worlds that you're given are these small, tiny... Like, yeah, yeah. So go here for a two-minute mission. Wow. Cool. Uh, best action adventure game. Breath of the Wild won it, but it went up against uh, Lost Legacy only. Odyssey, Zero Dawn, and Origins. Uh, Breath of the Wild is a clear game. I don't, yeah. I don't see any of the others really coming close besides Odyssey. Uh, best role-playing. Divinity Original Sin 2 that definitely could have been considered uh, Final Fantasy 15 Neo Armada Persona 5 or South Park The Fractured Butthole Persona 5 by far yeah. didn't oh, 100% yeah. did Final Fantasy 15 come out this year or last year yeah, didn't it come out last year yeah did it was early this year Oh, that's crazy! I thought really it came out last year. I'm just freaking out. But yeah, I've actually been, pl- I've been playing. That should have got. That I, should have been nominated. For I've been playing game. that. I've been playing that, and like the first one of the first loading screens is like it's a Final Fantasy for newcomers and for 
I think N for old fans or something like that. Yeah, that's literally what it says. When you and that's it what on. it feels like. Like I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy Twelve, and there was a game on the PlayStation One which was made by the same guys that did. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it, and that was where the core elements of that free roam role play came from for Twelve. And then I think this refines it. This and Type Zero refined it. And um, and honestly, after playing it, I've just started playing it for the first time. Final Fantasy Fifteen is so sick. What do you think of it, Tim? See, um, I really enjoy Persona, yeah. but I've always been a South Park fan myself. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm not going to lie, I would have loved to have seen... Um, butthole. Yeah. Be up there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just the words butthole. <laughs> like, it's, it's, for me, it was just a fun game. Yeah. Like, and that's... And that's what needs to be in the games nowadays, I think, yeah. as well as like, you don't have to take gaming so seriously, except for me. No. Uh, I find a lot yeah. of role-playing games chuck us into a role where we're always continuously being, you know, serious. Like, yeah. we're, we're getting thrust with um, with consequences and choices yeah. put upon us. Where South Park does that, but in a hilarious they just, way. But they just toss it up in the air. It's really Exactly. Good. Yeah. And I, I would have loved to have seen um, Trey and Matt get the award for that one because it was, yeah. it was absolutely awesome. And their speech would have been sick. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. Um, best fighting game Arms Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Nidhogg 2 Tekken 7 Injustice 2 uh, I've played uh, Injustice 2 I want to tell you what uh, Chris thinks should have won this category and I'm going to I'm going to take a punt in the dark and I'm going to say uh, Smash 4 <laughs> Smash 4 Smash 4 Smash 4 Melee should have taken out Game of the Year fighting game ongoing game so for me uh, Injustice yeah, like the flashes alt at the end. Yeah, it's, to me that's just ridiculously great. Yeah. Um, well, it's got a, such a big fan base already in Justice Two, and it's like, and I think they're all constantly bringing in new new stuff for it. New character, like, new yeah. character launches tomorrow. That's yeah. sick. That's awesome. TMNT. Like seeing, seeing that amount of love for for their own game, like, and just going, you know, like, let's just reward the people who play it. That's cool. Um. Best family game? So mean, uh, Sonic Mania, straight up. Oh. Sonic Mania, Splatoon 2, Kingdom Battle, Mario Kart 8. Odyssey, it would have been, yeah, it would have been Sonic Mania. Um, so, yeah, so- yeah. Sonic, the, the token non-Nintendo IP. Yeah. Here's the thing, <laughs> Sonic Mania because I hate myself. Here's the thing, though. Family game? I honestly think... Mario Rabbids. As much as, as, much as, it, as, much as it's a re XCOM for kids. As much as it's a re-release, Deluxe probably should take that because that's probably the most only family oriented game. What's this one? Family game. What what one did you say was the Deluxe? I mean, the, oh, yeah, the other yeah. games don't really have aspects you can kind of just do like unless they're saying family is just Well, I watched a kid play Super Mario Odyssey recently and he's like, What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh man, I've got to teach you how to do this now. So for me, Mario Kart. Uh, yeah. Regardless, I don't think re-releases should ever be considered. The yeah, they shouldn't though. But, well, that, but that is the family game. But that's the thing. Family games for me, regardless of what year they, they were released in, define games that have the ability to bring a family together. Yeah. Around a console or around a PC or whatever. Yeah, Mario Kart's been doing that for years, decades. Like, yeah, decades. Like I, I grew up on Mario Kart and Mario Kart sixty four. They. Yeah. Those are games that we played as a family, and yeah. my, my parents were never big gamers, um, except for Dad, who just played a lot of Medal of Honor. Yeah. Um, but when we got in and played on the sixty-four, it was like they were really happy and good times. So, just on that personal 
yeah. on that personal level. I believe Mario Kart 8 should have taken it out. Absolutely. But I know that like um, to Mario Odyssey, um, Splatoon, and, and Sonic Mania and Rabbids can all do that yeah. as well. Let's bust through the rest of them before because we're going to go. Okay, so I've got I've got a bunch love, of pick I love this. Strategy. I love this. Mario so, Rabbit's yeah. Kingdom takes it over XCOM. I know. Like, <laughs> no, 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 so no. We're up against Halo Wars Two, Total War, Total War Warhammer Two, and Tooth and Tail. Don't know what Tooth and Tail is. Uh, Total War Warhammer Two. I heard was a bit average. Halo Wars Two was, yeah. Halo Wars for me. Shouldn't, X-Com, shouldn't XCOM really should have won that? Yeah, but no, XCOM kids won. XCOM for kids won over XCOM for people that want to punish themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I really don't think Mario and Rabbids should have even been on the list. I think it should, to be personally frank. Like honestly, it is a great Mario strategy. is a wicked is a wicked strategy game, but but honestly, it's it is XCOM for kids. XCOM 2 should have definitely smashed the that one out of the thing is, it's still not an easy game. I know a lot of people who are... Oh, I don't. It is actually completely. very difficult. Uh, best sports racing game. Uh, Forza Motorsport 7 by far beats any of the others that are on that list. Um, we don't care about that, though. Here's the best one. This was the funniest one. Best multiplayer, right? Call of Duty World War 2. Destiny 2. Fortnite. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Splatoon 2. All player Unknown's Battlegrounds. No winner was ever announced. Really? Yep. They forgot to announce the winner. Well. <laughs> but PUBG won. It says PUBG won. Yeah, I think it was given it after, but it was never actually officially announced. Can you imagine that? Like, like the guys at, uh, who made PUBG. Blue Hole. Uh, like, yeah, so Blue Hole. They're just like walking out of the place. Someone taps on the shoulder and goes, oh, hey man, sorry bro, but yeah, he's, your, he's your thing. How salty would you be? I'd be like, I came here to win, boy. Um, I feel as if this game was robbed, but I'm not too upset about the winner. Most anticipated game, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. The winner, Monster Hunter World, but the real winner, Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, Monster Hunter World's the winner. I don't care what anyone says. (laughs) No. The the Red Dead Redemption 2 train has come and gone. I don't care about that game at this point. Okay, two live streams, two like, hey, we're going to do big things. Two cinematic trailers, I do jack shit. Yeah. Wow. Last like of I us care really at this point, in, in my done. opinion. Last, if it's anything like the first one, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Last of Us. Yeah. I'm, I'm the odd one out at the table. Let the record show that Addison uh, does not like The Last of Us. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Yeah. Well, my wrong opinion beats your opinion, man. It's okay uh, to be Trending wrong. Gamer was given to Dr. Disrespect. Don't know much about any of the people on that list. But yeah. I do I, know about the doctor, the good doctor. So. I don't. I don't um, watch ER, so I've got no Best esports player. Uh, I don't. Here's the thing, best esports player, right? Are they saying the best esports player? That should be uh, TSM Zero, number one Smash Four player in the world, has kept number one ranking for nearly three years since their game came out. Can I? Can All I? All the people on this I, list are just like parts of a cop team. I don't He's know. A solo player. He's like, I didn't see the the thing for this, but I'm gonna take a punt. The dark um, faker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so we actually got it? Thank you. Oh, yeah, cool. Because I, I didn't care too much about that category. Also, I, I didn't know what happened, but, you know, I'm glad I that... I keep seeing it. I was like, all right, cool. These people, yeah, they're good in their own right, but when you've got single players like uh, Punk to God and stuff and TSM Zero and just being the dominant people in their games, how are they not considered? Because they would... They're not good. A lot of the time, these guys, they're yeah, they're good, but when they go to another team, if the team's not as good, they lose. Yeah. Uh, but that's my thing. Uh, best esports team, Cloud9. Should have been SK Telecom Tier 1. Let's <laughs> um, uh, Student game, don't know much about that. Best indie debut game, 
realistically could have gone between Hollow Knight, an Australian game, or Cuphead, but Cuphead won it. Obviously, because Cuphead's the bomb. And I don't know anything about the Chinese fan game. So that's it. That was the Game Awards. Except for old mate um, having a big razz about EA. Um, <laughs> just, can, can we swear on this? Can we swear on this? You can swear on Fuck the Oscars, man. Fuck the Oscars. <laughs> Fuck the Oscars. That guy was a god. Like... I know uh, when I first heard about it because I didn't actually watch the Game Awards, but when I first heard about it, people were like, "Oh, this guy works for EA," and was like, "Oh, hate," was like ranting on EA, but he actually did stuff for EA. And I was like, "What?" And I checked it out, and he actually addresses that. He's like, "EA stuffed up. That's okay." Well, in in the slurry voice that he has, they fuck up, man. But some people he's like, they fuck up. And it was the best quote ever. They fuck up. Best quote. I've, that guy is my favourite. He's my hero. Uh, right. He's my spirit animal. So moving on from the game awards. But Hide- no, no, no. Before we go, Hideo Kojima. Dad, what are you doing? Dad, stop keeping things from me. Tell me what's going on. What is All Death right? Stranding? What is Death Stranding? Hashtag what is Death Stranding? <laughs> what, yeah, please give me some info, Dad. I've... You've been away for so long. Norman Just Reedus and his baby fetus. And his fetus. Norman Reedus' fetus. All right, so, Tim. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, for the next 10 minutes of the show, how's Light Source going? Yeah, it's going well. Side note, everyone, we did invite the game director, Ben, to be here tonight, but he's working, so we have Tim. Yeah, you, you've, you've got the... Um, Tim's better. Oh! Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I liked him more. We're going to have to edit that out. Cheers, you fam. are? Cheers, fam. Ben, that means that's no hate, bro. <laughs> so my job in the Light Source Dev team is I'm a I'm a programmer, but I'm also primarily uh, the lead level designer. So I've got to take into account what we do with how we design um, our campaign levels. So and and working yeah, that around, levels, you're going to get content in this game. Yeah, there there will be more <laughs> than one. <clears throat> um, I love content. So. A lot of the level design stuff that I look at is how how well the level plays. Yep. Um, making sure that we've got content and challenges that are going to be challenging to the player but still rewarding when they complete them. So to do that, we take into account a lot of things. And I, I usually refer back to a, a talk um, done by um, Gavin Vihi from Wizards of the Coast. He was discussing uh, factionalization in uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. But the concepts that he discussed there apply really well to level design, I found as well, because a level as a whole is not just a series of challenges. It incorporates everything from the pacing, the lore, the background information yeah. that we that we go in, that we have going into the level before we even start, right through to the types of challenges that we play. Um, so I take it like something has to be... Uh, a, a particular level has to be inviting in all aspects so that when, once a player is within that, that cell, then they uh, they can play it, but because it's so inviting, then they can explore it. They can they can experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Experience getting their asses hunted by guards. Well... Yes. Let's take, let's take um, Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah. Omaha Beach. Yeah, we yeah. we have a certain context going into that level that we know it's World War Two. Yep. We're going to be seeing um, bolt action, semi-automatic, and and a few automatic weapons. Yep. We're going to be seeing propeller planes, older tanks. We're not going to be seeing 
you know, spaceships and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's the aesthetic Someone's aspect. Someone's been lying to me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no Nazi zombies as far as I know. Yeah. Rip. Um, so we, we've got to take into account how the level is going to look. Then we also take into account the mechanics that are going to be used in that game and provide challenges based off those mechanics. Yeah. Um, the prime one is, is doors and lock picking. Um because if, yeah. if there's a mechanic in the game, you can't just have a level which doesn't have that mechanic in it. Yeah, correct, correct. You can't... Or, well, yes and no. Yes and no. One of the things, like, there will be level-specific mechanics. That, yeah. Like, like the yeah. things things that are only accessible. Like, one level we, we toyed around with was to take place on a boat, and the boat's being hit by waves, so the loose items are sliding. Yeah. yeah. And that, won't, that mechanic probably wouldn't be in another... Yeah, no, you, yeah, you're not going to see that on the top of a stationary skyscraper. Yeah, yeah, but but, yeah. The, but that's not a that's not a mechanic that's uh, within the game at all times. So lock picking, obviously, you can do like to doors anywhere in the game, but it, you're not going to have a level which doesn't have doors where everything is open. Like because then I mean, we the, the, then you <laughs> I mean you'd have you'd have things like parks and yeah. that sort of stuff. But even still, they, but, you'll but find that, that there are buildings on parks. Yeah, that, but yeah. that's within yeah. reason because it's because it's parks. Because yeah. and that's taking into account one of the, the big, game world. One of the yeah, big yeah. things is that our team has a person who did architecture on it, and she's working in tandem with Tim to make it that the buildings actually have a proper flow. I mean, you've have you ever played a game? It's like this room would never be in this. Ooh, my, my biggest thing, Dishonored. I was playing Dishonored too. I was like, why does this massive building not have one toilet? Mm. Like I, that to me was just. just don't ask me why I was thinking that. The, I was that just little like, string of immersion. I was like, snap. why does it not have a toilet anymore? Armor three does the does the exact same thing, and it's become it's become a meme in the armor community. When you walk into a building and not a single one has a single piece of furniture in them, oh. you walk in and you go, everybody stands. <laughs> okay, there's no bed. There's no bed. There's no couch. There's no table. There's no chair. What sort of house is this? And who would live here? Who lives here? <laughs> no, then, I, oh, yeah, you go. You it's go. like you, you walk down a street. You look into each building. There's nothing. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. One of the other ones is, uh, just, yeah, Dishonored. Yeah, Dishonored is like pretty good, but like it just has some random decisions. It's like, why would someone be cutting fish, like being a, like in, as a butcher, on top of... Of what looks like a tourist destination to look out over the sea. Mm. Like, do you think, oh, by the way, what are you looking at? Want to buy some fish? I'm like, why? That's so like, why? That's so weird. No, um, I, that's something we're definitely. That, that reminds me of uh, when when Goldeneye was in development, um, old school Goldeneye in the 64, which I'm not a big fan of. I prefer it when I play it on uh, PC, to be honest. But uh, Goldeneye, people that, that design those levels in that game weren't. Uh, I don't think they were game developers. They just kind of joined the team and they were told to help make a game, which is why you find these areas have got these empty rooms and that makes it seem so, like at the time, a lot more realistic because instead of just having this go from point A to point B around this singular corridor, you can explore your way around. You go, oh, hey, these are these rooms that like, and it just breathes so much more life into it. And I thought that was a really interesting point of the um, uh, of that game. See, for me, when I'm looking at designing levels, um, like we, we have our core gameplay mechanics. They're yep. going to be present, obviously, in, in each and every level. We then have our uh, additional level-specific mechanics. After those those two points are, are cleared off, well, the most important thing for me is the atmosphere of the level. Yeah. I 
absolutely love games that are atmospheric in the sense that they draw you in because they they make sense. Yeah, every every level. level has its is indistinguishable, yeah. and <clears throat> and it's Horizon Zero Dawn did or, that or really quite well. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, Last of Us did that quite well as well. When you were walking through the um, like ruins of uh, the cities, and you're seeing even just simple details like the vines creeping up the the steel beams. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- this is what happens when when, when humans nature, are not there to yeah. cut out, to cut out the yeah, vines. It's, it's you nature know? taking back. Yeah. Uh, and, and what, what's theirs so everything has its own flavour every uh, Chris is showing me a picture of Hideo Kojima right next to Norman Reedus holding a baby model uh, when Sony gives you a blank check and you use it to make your famous actor friends do weird shit <laughs> dad what are you doing um, stop it dad like having done level design previously myself for a few games that I've released and Chris is now showing me a picture of uh, dad Hideo Kojima with uh, Mads Mikkelsen yeah. and they're sitting together cheesing each other with I don't know Saki vodka I don't know and it says this is Naruto and Sasuke now I feel old, old yet and Mads Mikkelsen is wearing uh, a Naruto jumpsuit from uh, Shippuden <laughs> it is so good yeah. <laughs> When I did game design, one of my Boruto's favorite, dad. What's he doing on there? One of my favorite things to do when I did game design was actually purposely mess with people's interpretations. It was like, yeah. it was like why don't we put this here? And then my friends would play, and they're like, "Why is there, why is there a sink in the middle of an office building? So, what if they just want to get up and wash their hands? Yeah. What why? if that's the bit? What if that?" It came with the building when they started leasing it, huh? Ever thought about role playing? <laughs> and, 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 carry on, please, Tim. No, no, that's, that's great. Um, the other aspect of level design that I also take into account, and I try and work well, I work with our sound designer as well, is God bless not you, only yeah, not only the music that's going to be in the room or in the particular level, but also the ambient sounds. Um, yeah. In our in our packs de- um, demo. We ran uh, quite a few ambient sounds, just simple things like the guards would... Um, you'd hear radio chatter as yep. guards would walk by. It's generic radio chatter. Yeah, that's... Yeah, a, but, it's, but it's still well, part you, you of would, that. You wouldn't it. walk through a park and not hear birds. Like Yeah, yeah exactly. You're not going to hear like radio chatter when a bird flies past you. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get a car over here. <laughs> grab the worm, grab the worm. Nah, Shit the on the car. The bird's tweeting. Tweeting. Social media. Ha ha. Oh, no. It's so good. Just no. It's so good. The door's over there. See yeah, yourself out, please. It's not a door. Please leave. I'll roll the door. <laughs> Carry on. So that's that's basically what my job is as the level designer. Um, Hence why we brought Tim on today to discuss, uh, give a little bit of dev insight onto the game awards. Yeah. Yeah. And because Ben couldn't come. <laughs> See, I'm just, I still I'm, love I'm you, just ben. a second choice. Still love you, Ben. He's at Macca's at the moment. He's hmm? at Macca's at the moment. Okay. Rude. Bless him. So, I mean, a lot of the games on... I'm just going to go back to those, to those game awards because there were a few that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, in terms of their game design um, and, sorry, level design specifically that were really, really it t- well It ties done. into, like, what you do as your job for, yes. for Sub Studios. So, um, Legend of Zelda, obviously... It's a fantastic game, otherwise I yep. wouldn't have gotten Game of the Year. One of the things that they, that the team at Nintendo 
nailed down really well was the design of the dungeons. Yeah, yeah. and um, and the there was some, mental blank. Yeah, the, the shrines, the shrines. The shrines. Yeah, yeah, like there's yeah. some there's some pretty devious contraptions in those shrines. Like, well, well, yeah, there were things that like you had to decipher yourself. Like there was this one where I had to count stars, and I was like, "What am I doing?" But um. Uh, and I, I just finished the, D- the dungeon in DLC and that's my favourite dungeon now the camel was my favourite because it, it was the first one I did and it was the hardest for me because the whole place moved and then I go and play this one and I'm like there's so much more to do it's not just electricity it's so much more go and get the DLC please uh, and that was fantastic yeah so going on, going on that camel one with everything that's moving and there was also the, the elephant as well, yeah, the elephant, yeah, the fun, trunk, right? and the water. You yeah, had to like, move it up a, a certain amounts that, to be able to do stuff. Yeah, that's a prime example of really fantastic level design because even though they're using, they're not using a whole lot of assets in that dungeon. Yeah, but by using those gameplay mechanics to to influence how that level works you, and you move the level around then you've got to kind of like move it back just to do what you wanted to do in the first place like yeah it's it's really cool one of the things that i was like how can we as basic people basic developers really appreciate that but then like some of the reviews for zelda even though they get intense like it's some of the most uninspired um dungeons in zelda's history i'm like do you actually play the game Bullshit. like Bull- masochists Dun- who love the water dungeon Dunkist, oh, Dunkist, Dunkey Dunkey said in a podcast, that was what I was trying to say, uh, in a podcast with H3H3, said that, uh, it was to, uh, briefly said something about um, how devs three days within um, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild coming out, they already had a full thing, full review about it. And it's like, and he said it takes you like a couple of months to finish that game. Mm. Like, more if you've got a lot of time in your hands. I don't, I've never understood how game reviews can come out in a couple of days. A couple of days, like... Like, you haven't experienced it. I mean, did you see the one for GameSpot, where GameSpot gave Crash Bandicoot 6 out of 10? He didn't even beat the second game. Yeah, yeah, And he was like, but this has has given me enough understanding of the game. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Go away. Go away. No. And I think a lot of people are more conscious of, of game reviewers now. Um... And they've they've all kind of fought back on that. They're just like, hey, you know, you yeah. need to shut up. Which is why us as devs, like one of the big focuses for Salty Studios that we've always had a mindset from the start is community first. And um, Tim, Tim and I have always had discussions. We we'll, we'll push out a level if the d- community say like, why is this in that level? We'll be like, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Why is it that if if they're not understanding what we're trying to do for it and we can't explain it? naturally without them figuring out the solution on their own um then it shouldn't be there we should find another way or relook at that piece of the yeah. level yeah that that consumer centric design is always at the forefront when when i'm trying to design a level i i want the players to experience a challenge when they attempt the level but not be so difficult or so that they just turn far, it off. Yes, yeah. so far-fetched and out there that they go, well, this is shit. Yeah, you're not you're not loading up things of Mario Maker, which people make some crazy levels on that. Yeah, like we're we're trying to make we're trying to make something that's that's accessible for so many people so that they can really enjoy something. You know. Yeah, I, I want it to be a case of hey, let's go, let's go and play some light source because I'm really enjoying the story, yeah. the levels, the game, hey, everything. There's that sick level I did. 
I played it once. I'm going to go back and I'm going to give it another razz. Just to briefly touch on Light Source before we're wrapping up very soon, we will be doing a recording with Addison and Oliver. Oliver from last week. Oliver from last week and Um, Addison from every week. And getting them... We'll be recording their first ever experience. I've never played Light Source. So they don't know All anything right. about it. We're gonna. I'm gonna run them through it. If the stream's working, we'll stream it. If not, we'll record and upload it. Oh, you're in for a treat. I'm so keen. Yeah, I'm so keen. Um. So yeah, Tim. Thanks for giving us a small rundown on levels design and your th- your views on the game awards. Well, just just quickly before we before we rack off, when we say thank you to you, uh, for a lot of people that are out there and they're listening, what was it that got you into this? For me. Me. Oh, he met me. and was like, okay, cool. I can work for Salty Studios. Oh, Shove it. Well, to, to be fair, to be <laughs> fair, if we're going to be honest about that, Ben came out and saw me. Ben, Ben got me the meeting. Um, no, what got me into games was I've got I've got a desire to tell stories, and I never thought that I would actually be able to be in a position to to do that. Um, just part of my my backstory is. I when I first went to uni I started a medical science degree yeah. and hated it. So I transferred You to can't them. play games with cadavers. Like Oh you can, it's just incredibly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I I always loved games that told stories over your, your multiplayer ones. Like yep. to me they were a good campaign beats a beats a multiplayer any day. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's my personal view. Yeah, is a good campaign makes a game. The multiplayer is just the icing on the cake. Is a, is, a, is where the extension of the gameplay. Exactly. Hence why the request for light source multiplayer. Yeah, was a big thing there. that hit, hit us it really hard. It is there, but we really want to deliver on the solo yeah. experience. Yeah, first and foremost. that that multiplayer. Sorry, that single player story that. Is incredibly well done, and I'm really excited to to get it. I'm sort of surprised the story was so well received when I pitched it. Everyone was like, "Yeah!" I was like, "Oh <laughs> god, oh. this will be uh, this will be my first. So going from working for studios to owning a studio, this will be my first uh, project lead slash producer slash writer credit. This is going to be real interesting That's so for cool. me. I, I I really think we should just have a. Uh, we, we need to have... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen... I can't remember which game it was. Um, I think it was one of the Halo ones. They had a special credit. In oh, that's right. And they, they said, never, they, never they, tried they, to actively sabotage the project or something yeah, like yeah. that. I know Gears of, Gears of War had that as well. And they were just like... Is oh, that for man. Cliff Blazinski every single yeah, time? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Yeah, no. Chuck, chuck that in there for Chris. Just as yeah. the first, first one credit that comes up. Uh, writer... Owner, producer, never tried to actively sabotage the project. Tommy, Succe- Tommy Wiseau. So successfully managed to <laughs> write a Tommy Wiseau, directed by Tommy Wiseau, coded by Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we seeing Disaster Artists? I'm actually keen now. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for having. Well, thanks for coming, Tim. No, thanks for thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, remember that the, so, the the big holiday giveaway is running. That's running till the 23rd of this month. Whoa. Link will still be in the description. Go uh, and enter. Go do and it. Like Salty Studios on Facebook. Can I enter? I know I'd look really dodgy if someone. No. No. Yeah. No. 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 no <sighs> Damn. We already had someone from the company enter, and I had to go invalidate all their entries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it come through. I saw it come through, and I was like. It was Brayden, so, wasn't it? No, so was it, it was Brayden. No, so was Boz. No. It was someone from the coding team. I believe it. Like that. <laughs> it was Ben, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Ben. Really? It wasn't Ben. 
All right, oh, guys. Man. So I'm Chris. With me was Addison and Tim. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening, and hopefully you'll get some more content in the next 15 minutes with the Light Source live stream. Ooh. Catch you later.